Hey! We're back. Join up, Bricks. For the 2022-2023 NBA season, we're back. Uh, it's your boy, Jared, uh, doing an intro podcast here uh, for the 2022-2023 season. Um, I don't have Jake and Jerome with me right now. We're... Uh, Long story short, we're going to try and do weekly uploads for the 2022-2023 season. I know it's been a minute since we posted something. Um, but yeah, we're excited for the season. and We kind of want to get back into it and start talking some basketball. So uh, yeah, we're going to do that. And unfortunately, uh, kind of snuck up on us here in the offseason. Uh, we had grand plans and they fell through. Tell me if you've heard that before, but uh, we're going to try and do it a weekly pod uh, on the weekends for you guys. Uh, and they just weren't available during the week to to record this first one. And I just wanted to get something out to you, the people, all one of you that are listening to this, and uh, talk a little bit about the NBA season before it happens. And then this weekend, we'll really do our deep dive on on the season, long term scope of everything, uh, what we think about individual teams, you know, bold picks that we have, storylines from the off season that we want to get everybody's opinion on, that sort of stuff. But I'm just going to do a quick intro here. Uh, just to get something out to everybody before the season actually drops, which is today, Tuesday, uh, the 18th, or at least that's when you'll be listening to it, the, the 18th. Um, yeah, it's a exciting opening weekend in the NBA. Uh, week, I guess, technically. We're starting here on a Tuesday. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. Excited to be back with the boys, talking hoops. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a while. It's been a long drought. And uh, yeah, I missed talking ball, so... Hopefully Jake and Jerome will get back on the pod this weekend and we'll we'll get the first, you know, official full length episode out to you guys. But yeah, if you're tuning in for the first time, uh, we are throwing up bricks. We're a silly, stupid basketball podcast with uh, me, Jared, uh, my brother, Jake, and my college roommate, Jerome. And yeah, we just talk basketball. We got two Lakers fans and a Knicks fan. Sorry, Jerome, about, about that. About the whole franchise history but uh yeah that's our our spread if you first joining us and uh thanks for coming in yeah we're gonna talk a little hoops and uh yeah hopefully laughs along the way jake's the funny one i just kind of keep the the boat rolling you know well boats don't roll uh moving in the right direction yeah yeah we'll go with that um but yeah anyways today we got a uh, the opening slate of basketball so we got lakers warriors and 76ers celtics today um the Eastern game, obviously, in the earlier spot, and the, the Lakers and the Warriors playing in the late spot today. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited for this 2022-2023 season. But uh, I'll do a quick housekeeping. If you want to reach out to us, you can do so via email, uh, which is our email is throwingupbricksjj at gmail.com. That's all one word, no periods or spaces. Throwing up bricks, just like the podcast name, jj at gmail.com. Um, yeah, and if you are listening to us, on however you're listening to us, you've already found us. But if you haven't, then you can listen to us on pretty much every place you can listen to podcasts. Um, we push out to all those places. Podbean is not the most popular one, but that is where we push out from. Uh, but yeah, we're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, all the big guys. So um, yeah. So I think that's it, and then we'll just uh, I'll hit it. I'll take a quick break here, and we'll start talking some ball and some some intro topics. You know, I'm not going to hit all the heavy hitters. We'll save that for when when the guys join me. Um, 
but yeah, I'm going to talk a little bit about the about the hoops, some things I just wanted to hit on before the season actually started, get some of my official predictions in, um, and the guys can cheat a little bit and see the first week of basketball, and we'll get their predictions after that. But yeah, thanks for joining. I'm excited for the 2022-2023 NBA season. Let's get it. <laughs> All right, we're back. And for the NBA season this year, there's a lot that happened in the offseason, actually. And so I'm going to hit a few quick topics from the offseason. There's a lot of drama, which seems to be the norm nowadays in the NBA offseason. There really isn't an offseason. It's kind of just a full year-round thing. I guess we had a little bit of a break there. Um, I don't know, like uh, August, maybe September area where not much was happening. Um, NFL was starting, all that stuff. But for the most part, man, we just had storylines dropping day after day, week after week. It was it's a crazy offseason. I'll actually start like with the most recent incident. I mean, the Draymond Green stuff, right? We got to start there. He just punched out Jordan Poole, his teammate, and in practice and – To this point, I feel like it's not really been addressed. I feel like they're kind of sweeping it under the rug for some reason. And it's a little weird. It's a little weird. Uh, I think, I don't know. They they seem to want him to be able to just get past this. Um, Because the only statements they seem to be putting out are like, we don't know how this tape got out. We don't know how everybody else knows about this. This happens all the time behind closed doors and practices, which, by the way, if this is happening all the time, like, why are dudes not showing up to games with black eyes all the time? But anyways, yeah, I I don't know about this situation. The Warriors are in a weird spot with their cap where they know they're going to have to pay Draymond. His contract's ending, uh, I think, this year or maybe next year. I don't remember. So they're going to have to give him a, a big, fat new one, or he's going to be expecting a big, fat new one. And do you really want to be paying Draymond Green when he's already? Let me let me check for a second. But I believe he's thirty three already. Um, if not, maybe maybe he's thirty two. He's thirty two. Sorry, I aged him by a year. Um, he's thirty two, but he will be thirty three before the end of the season. Um, his birthday's in March. So I don't know. Do you really want to be paying a thirty three year old Draymond Green a brand new five year? or four-year extension, whatever it'll be. When he's he's already kind of showed diminishing returns on his skills the last couple of years. Like, in last last year's playoffs, he definitely had a lot of games where he was more of a, a, a load, a weight bearing them down than someone actively helping them. Um, his offense has deteriorated greatly. I mean, he's still, he's still a great playmaker. Don't get me wrong about that. Um, but he cannot score. He cannot shoot at all. That that one season, one magical season where he seemed to be able to shoot from three, that's gone. Like He's now like a 30 flat percent shooter from three, and so he's not stretching the floor at all. He doesn't want to take the threes, obviously. And he seems to not be able to finish at the rim anymore either, which was like maybe sort of a saving grace. So I don't know. Offensively, he's just a drag. Um, and defensively, he kind of, you know, he, he was still Draymond in spurts last year, and he was great during the regular season. But in the playoffs, I feel like he got exposed a couple times um, on their march to the finals. And that's why, you know, everybody was surprised with Wiggins because he kind of came through for them in the clutch and, and stepped up into that role when Draymond was kind of suffering. So long story short, it seems like oh, they're in a weird 
crossroads here because they've already had to pay Jordan Poole this offseason. They already gave Wiggins a new extension. This is just a lot too many guys. You can't pay everybody the max, right? You can't pay eight guys the max money, right? And you're going to pay Steph and you're going to pay Clay most likely, anticipating that he's going to be even better next year than he was last year, you know, a year more removed from the injuries. So, yeah, I don't know. I If I were the Warriors, I would probably be looking to leave that relationship sooner rather than later, knowing that teams always regret it when you give old dudes this massive, you know, well, he's probably going to be making like, if they give him the max extension, like 40 plus million a year, Draymond Green, 40 plus million a year into his like, I don't know, age 36 season. That's, that's a lot. I mean, he's already shown signs of deteriorating and that four years from now, that five years from now, that's going to be bad. Um, so moving on to this incident where Draymond just like punched Jordan Poole, I, I won't say unprovoked. I mean, they were truly like, uh, sorry, clearly trading barbs, uh, in the video at least. Um, but Draymond definitely initiated everything. I mean, he came over and gave Clarkson the head bump. Clarkson shoved him out of his face and then Draymond just clocked him. I don't know where it was. It escalated very quickly. Um, so yeah, it's just weird how the, the Warriors are handling this because I'm, I'm guessing this might just be the instigating factor they needed to move on from him. Granted, they probably don't want to move on from him this year. He's still good enough and Steph likes him and he's still integral to this team. He does great stuff, but um, I just said stuff weird. That was weird. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, he does great things for the team, but I don't know. In the future, you just don't want to be paying that much. So I guess what they could do is they could get through this season and then trade him, I think. Uh, I'm not really sure what his salary is right now. I'm going to check right now. I'm going to look at you know, the end of all things, which is uh, Wikipedia. That's not going to help me. Wikipedia sucks. Uh, I'm just going to find basketball reference. Okay. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll check when his, his salary is ending, uh, and hopefully the edit will just skip towards that. All right, so I found it. Um, thank you, Spot Track. Uh, yeah, so this is the second to last year in a four-year extension that he signed um, going into the 2020 season, I believe. Or maybe he signed it in 2019, but it kicked in in 2020. Um, 2020, 2021. And, uh, excuse me, he's making like $25 million a year this year. Uh, and next year, there is a player option for 27, which I'm, I don't know, with all this situation, maybe you would have said that he declined that in a previous world where he didn't punch his teammate and they extend him for more than that. Because I mean, if he's getting the max extension, that's way in excess of 27 a year. That's closer to 40 almost. It's like the high thirties, I think um, with all the accolades that he's, he's won, you know, wow. That is a lot of money for Draymond Green. Um, I mean, he's not making, you know, Buku bucks already. He is in the twenties. Um, whereas a lot of superstars have already been on these 30 million plus contracts for a while but god that is a lot of money for a guy that just you know stat wise he doesn't do that much and he is declining physically like we can see it and so much of what he does defensively which is where a lot of his value is 
depends on his athleticism being tip top and him being able to guard one through five essentially. And that is really hard as you get older. Just, I mean, that's LeBron. Like if LeBron can't do that anymore, then I don't know if Draymond Green can do that when he's that age. So yeah, it's, it's a weird situation. What they could do because he might pick up that player option. Now I'm thinking with the uncertainty of his next contract from anyone, but the war, I mean, no one, but the Warriors is paying him, right? His skills are uniquely valuable to them. Um, so yeah, I don't know. This is a weird situation and they still haven't really come out when they haven't suspended him to the best of my knowledge. They haven't really done anything other than like the standard team speak will handle internally, blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. I don't know, but this is something to watch throughout the year because if I were them, I would try and maybe squeeze this one last year out of him and then get him out of Dodge because it's just not going to be worth it. If you have to pay Draymond green 40 million a year annually, like that's insane. So yeah, that's a crazy thing going on, and that happened fairly recently. Um, there's also all the Nets drama that happened, which is just a lot. I'm not going to get into all of it, but you know, Kyrie did Kyrie things. He wanted out, then he wanted back in, then he was pissed he didn't get a contract, even though he basically just chose not to play the whole year. And then he kind of disappeared in the playoffs after the game one. I don't know. They just got swept by the Celtics, which granted, the Celtics made the finals, so it's not as bad as if like the Celtics got bounced in the second round or something, but God, they just got swept. And the weird thing through all this, because there's also the Ben Simmons drama, is he even going to play, blah, blah, blah. KD wanted out at one point. And then they realized that, shit, well, it's it's kind of hard to trade UKD and get, you know, consummate value in return because you're like the best player in the league or, you know, at least one of the top three or four. Um, how do you recoup value from that? We're not just going to trade you for a bag of peanuts. Uh and so I think eventually he realized that and he was like, all right, yeah, you can't just trade me for anybody. You got to get a King's ransom back. And uh, no one was willing to do that. So he's back. And I don't know how, despite all of this, because he also wanted Steve Nash and the GM, Sean Marks, axed. He wanted them out. I forgot about that. That was his first demand. He was like, you want me to stay? All right, get rid of Nash and get rid of Sean Marks. I hate these dudes. And yet now he's going to be like, all right, I'm back. Coach me. Because, uh, yeah. The, the owner just stuck by him. And uh, I don't I don't know, man. This is a crazy net situation. Uh, Josai. Yeah, Josai kept stuck by him, man. He's the... Oh, I forgot. He was the, the co-founder of Alibaba, right? Yeah. Yeah, that dude's rich as fuck. But <laughs> but yeah, he stuck by his stuck by his guys. He stuck by Nash and he stuck by Sean Marks. And, and Kevin Durant is under contract after all. And he's going to play. So... I don't know, man. The crazy offseason from the Nets. I don't know how this team coalesces. It's it's almost too many storylines. And the weird part is, on paper, they still look amazing, right? Like, the Nets still look like a force to be reckoned with. They have KD. They have Kyrie, theoretically, if he plays, and which is, you know, I guess at this point is really an if, um, based on how he's feeling that day. But... They have those two. They got Seth Curry in the trade for uh, for getting rid of Harden, right? Um, they have Joe Harris. They have Patty Mills. They have Markeith Morris. They traded for Royce O'Neal in the summer, which looks like a pretty good addition now that they're actually going to run back the squad, and it's not just like a deal happening in the void of KD's exodus. Uh, and then I really think Ben fits with them on the court, man. He's just like a huge, switchable, great defender, and he doesn't need the ball. And you have two dudes that need the ball all the time. And KD and Kyrie so I don't know they have TJ Warren who's like there I guess um, 
Utah Watanabe, he's like a decent, you know, role backup. Probably won't get many minutes, but maybe on this team he will. Um, for the for the raps, you know, once upon a time. And Daron Sharp didn't play that much last year, but um, I think he's not a rookie, right? I thought he was drafted last year. Um, I always forget with these young guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. He was drafted last year. He didn't play that much, but he showed he showed flashes. You know, he's a he's a big dude. He slimmed down some. He looks like he could. He's an NBA body. You know, I don't know. They have they have guys. Um, they still have Claxton. They're a little thin up front, right? It's it's kind of dependent on Nick Claxton to hold down a lot of the center minutes, and that's a lot to ask from the poor man. Um, yeah, I mean, as of now, I'm looking at their roster. Their backup center is Daron Sharp, and so a second year six nine guy. Not sure you want to be relying on him as your backup center. So maybe they should be looking for some some moves and during the season to get some size. But God, they are they are long and switchable, and they can play up tempo or slow it down and play iso ball. They can do whatever they want, and they just look good. So I don't I don't know, man. I don't know what to expect from this Nets team um, this year. It's kind of a pot shot. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna bring up some of the Vegas odds because I'm curious what they're. Uh, their NBA win totals are set at for this year. Uh, I'm going to look right now. So some notable ones, the Celtics, I think, are the highest. Yeah, the Celtics are the highest uh, at 53.5 wins. Uh, this is by VegasInsider.com. I'm just looking. So that that makes sense. Um, they had a pretty good offseason prior to the E-May stuff, which is another thing we got to talk about. Um, but player personnel-wise, they had a really good offseason. Um, and then if you look down, the Brooklyn Nets are 7th at 50 and a half wins which yeah you just don't know with this team right because talent wise if they put it all together and everyone plays the whole season they could win 60 games like they legitimately could they have that much talent um but they're not going to you know they're not going to they haven't any of the years of this katie Kyrie experiment and they're just so volatile that i mean i don't even remember what they won last year um but it it was pretty bad right i mean they had to play they were the eight seed essentially right um so yeah they ended up having to play the celtics i'm actually looking up the the record right now 44 and 38 yeah that's they finished seventh at 44 and 38 they had to go through the plan god 44 last year and they were just as talented they just couldn't figure it out and yet throughout all that drama they still got to 44 wins so like if they just don't have all that crap going on they could easily get to this 50 number. Yeah, I don't know. Vegas doesn't know what to make of them. I don't know what to make of them. It's crazy. The Nets are going to be a roller coaster all year, but uh, it'll be exciting. That's for sure. It'll be exciting. Yeah. The Celtics stuff, I don't really want to weigh in on that. Um, yeah. Uh, if you want to look at what, what's happening with the Celtics and what happened with their coach, Ime Odoko, who's suspended for this year, um, you can look up other articles that probably know way more about the situation. I mean, brief summary is that there was a unprofessional, uh, I, I don't even know what the term to describe it. Basically, he had a relationship with a Celtics staffer um, in an inappropriate relationship. I guess that's the word. And the end result of which was him being suspended for the whole year. And I guess, I guess the reason was the way it was conducted. And it... When it was first reported, it seemed a little weird because it was a consenting relationship was the report. Um, and normally when that happens, it's like, okay, maybe you're not supposed to date within the team, but if it's consenting, that's their prerogative. 
Um, and then, you know, more details kept happening, happening, happening. And you knew there was a power dynamic at play there. And yeah, I don't want to rehash it all, but basically he's out for the year. And from a basketball perspective, he was really a boon for them last year. He kind of coalesced that team and formed them into the juggernaut that they were the last half of the season and into, you know, taking, taking them all the way to the finals. Um, and he's not going to be there. Um, and I'm not, I mean, like I said, I don't know all the details. I, it seems like he shouldn't be there. This is like an appropriate, you know, I don't know if it's an appropriate punishment. I don't know about the time length, um, whether it should be longer, whether it should be shorter or whatever. Um, but he should have been reprimanded and punished for, for this. Um, anyways, I don't know. I don't want to get into all that, but from a basketball perspective, they're now messing their head coach who was integral to their season last year. And that hurts. And so I don't really know what to do with them. They're still projected for the most wins. I mean, roster wise, I told you they made great moves. They got Brogdon. Um, they kept their main core from last year altogether. And hopefully Robert Williams will be healthier. Um, but you know, there is a bit of a ticking time bomb with this team. You know, Al Horford's another year older. He was already on sort of a minutes restriction and you saw in the playoffs, he basically would have one good game and then he'd have to like recover for three games and then he'd have one good game. Right. And so if you're relying on the other three games, Robert Williams, then with his injury history, I I don't know. I don't know. So they're thin up front as well. That's kind of a theme here with these East teams. Um, but they added Brogdon and he just looks um, like on paper. I've always loved Brogdon, man. I've always wanted the Lakers to get him. I wanted them to get him instead of Russell Westbrook. And then everybody tried to tell me back when we got Russ, oh, no, it's good. It's good. Russ is going to, you know, he's going to adjust. He's going. I don't want to get into Russ either. God, I was so right on that. And nobody believed me. I'm pissed about it. He sucks. Get Russ out of here. Um, anyways, that's just salty Lakers fan talk, but. Yeah, but anyways, they added Brogdon, who I love, and I think he's going to be a great fit. If he can stay on the floor, right? That's been his big drawback these past few years is that he just can't – he can't seem to play more than 45 games in the season. Um, but if he can, man, he's going to be great for them. He's going to be exactly what they needed, which is like someone who can handle the ball and play make. And so at the end of the game, it's not – you're not betting on the roller coaster of Derek White um, or putting the ball in the hands of Tatum and Brown and asking them to do all the playmaking. So – I don't know. That's an interesting team. It has a lot of drama in the offseason with their coach, and I don't know where they're going to end up, but they're going to be an interesting team to watch. And then the Lakers, uh, you know, I'll be brief with them. We need to get Russ out of there. I can't believe we're going into the season with Russell Westbrook, given everything that happened last year, all the blame those thrown around. Like, the moves we made were questionable this offseason. Like, we used our mid-level on a cast-off from the Spurs, basically. Right? Like, I don't really know what he's going to be. Um, sorry, I'm really bad at multitasking. I was typing right there. But, yeah, I don't really know what, what Lonnie Walker's going to be this year. Uh, he's been kind of just like a weird, what do we have with this guy, bit player on the Spurs of all teams, who, like, if you can't get playing time on the Spurs, then what, what are you really doing here? We used our whole mid level on him. So, I don't know. Um, we brought in a few... I don't know, like bit player centers. We brought Thomas Bryant back, which is cool, I guess. He was he went to the Wizards and had a, a decent early career, right? But we'll see. Damian Jones, who's I guess a center, but I think he's only like six nine, which is kind of worrisome. Um yeah, and then we still have Russ on the team somehow, and we brought in Patrick Beverly, who are like 
don't know. They're like arch enemies. I don't understand the moves we made this offseason. We didn't really do a lot to get that much better. We got some bit players, but we're going to have to rely on Kendrick Nunn actually playing this year and being really good. And I don't know. I guess Austin Reeves. I don't, I don't know. We also brought in Schroeder again. And I don't know what this team is. It makes more sense without Russell Westbrook, but with the Russ, it makes zero sense. And I just don't know how it's going to work. So we just need to get rid of him. We need to, if we have to attach those two picks, then I guess we do it. Um, because if, you know, if the main deal, like everyone's talking about is the Indiana thing where you get back miles Turner and buddy healed, it's not a superstar hall for two first round picks, but it makes sense fit wise, right? It gives you a big body to bang in the regular season alongside Anthony Davis so that he doesn't get hurt. And, you know, he also stretches the floor a little bit. And then Buddy Heald is one of the best shooters in the league. He's going to end his career as one of the leading all-time three-point shooters, I think. We don't really know how old he is. He could be 40. But <laughs> if he's the age he said he is, then then maybe he will. Um, but, yeah, he could he could do that. And that's a perfect person to put beside LeBron James. We always say that, and yet we never really do it, do we? So, I don't know. It makes sense fit-wise. I just don't know if we'll ever do it. Uh, it seems like we don't like to do things that make sense around LeBron. Uh, and I understand. You don't want to get rid of those picks. I, at a certain point, our cupboard will be so bare that we might end up in the same situation we were in You know, when, when Kobe retired and we had the baby Lakers. And we just were every year we were like praying that our picks didn't get taken. Um, and we were just in this horrible no man's land. But I think you just do it. You're the Lakers. This is what you do. You trade for free agent acquisitions and you put stars together and you just believe in the star power, the glitz and glam and the hard work. Um, sounds maybe weird to some of you to hear that about the Lakers, but that is kind of what LA is. You know, underneath it all, LA is a hardworking city. Like everybody gets up, crack of dawn, goes to work, works all day, comes back. They may party hard, but they work hard as hell too. So um, I don't know. We'll see. That was a weird rant about LA. I just went on. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff in the off season. Um, that's not to mention all the moves that the the Jazz made to trade their pieces out to different teams, to the Cavs, to the Timberwolves. In the case of Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert, respectively, um, those teams are probably going to get a lot better from that. The Knicks went and signed Jalen Brunson away from the Mavs for basically the same contract the Mavs offered him, which was interesting. I guess he just didn't want to be in Luca's shadow anymore. Uh, Zion seems like he's going to be back after a whole year and a half of hinting that, you know, making goo-goo eyes of the Knicks. He's like, oh, suddenly this team's actually good and I kind of want to be a part of this. And he's back. But then he just got hurt as well. I, I'm i not sure, man. It's it's too much to – I guess he's not that hurt. He seems fine. I think he's going to play. Yeah, I think he's going to play this opening week. So, I don't know. It is a – weird weird offseason a lot of pieces moving and i guess the we kind of talked about some of the most of the the heavy hitters um but i do want to talk about some of my expectations for this year so in the west uh the warriors sans graymond uh graymond wow sans a draymond green trade uh i think they're just going to be the best i mean vegas I, I don't know how good of a source Vegas insiders. Maybe I should be looking at like FanDuel or actual Vegas odds or something, but they have the Warriors as the fifth highest win total over under at 51 and a half behind the Clippers and the Suns. 
in the West. Um, obviously behind the Bucks and the Celtics and the Eagles as well. But yeah, I don't know about that. I mean, the Warriors showed last year that they're really good, man. They are really good. They lost a couple pieces, that really good pieces in Gary Payton, GP2, and uh, Otto Porter this offseason. But they, I don't know, man. They have the young guys coming back. Hopefully with a year under their belts, Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga will be great for them. Wiseman's finally back. They'll actually get something out of their number two overall pick from many years ago. They'll actually play for the first time in what feels like forever. Um, I don't, they should be pretty good with their main core intact, plus those young guys getting better and or just playing for the first time in Wiseman's case. They should be great. And I think this is kind of a low win total, honestly, because as long as Steph is playing, he's good for 50 wins by himself. And... If this number is 51 and a half, that tells me that they just, I don't know, they have no belief or they really valued GP2 and Auto Porter. I don't i don't know what that number is. So I would hit the over on that all day long. Um, the West is going to be really good this year, but but I would still hit the over. Um, and I would have them as maybe co-favorites with the Nuggets. And I guess you can put the Clippers up there. I just don't know what to do with the Clippers this year. They are theoretically very good with Kawhi back and Paul George. But their roster's kind of weird. They have a lot of guys that want the ball in their hands, like John Wall. And Reggie Jackson has had sort of a career renaissance with the Clippers, but now he's going to have to share the ball with not just Paul George, which is kind of when he had his renaissance. He's going to have to share it with Kawhi. He's going to have to share it with John Wall. He's going to have to share it with all these dudes. And I, I just don't know about that. They, It feels like they have a lot of cooks in the kitchen. And I don't know what their chemistry is. I just don't know because we haven't seen Kawhi healthy in like a year and a half. It feels like so. Yeah, if Kawhi's Kawhi, and they figure out whatever chemistry issues they may or may not have, then they'll be really good. But they're also the Clippers, so Clipper curse. They're not going to go that far in the final and in, in the sorry in the playoffs. I don't think definitely not to the finals. Oof. Um. Anyways, that's the Clippers and the Warriors at the top, and then I don't know what to do with the Lakers. Just ignore them. My prediction is if we don't get rid of Russ, we don't make the playoffs. If we get rid of Russ and we get something of value back in return, we could make a shot. We could make a run at like the five seed maybe. We'll see. We'll see how quickly that team gels. I mean, LeBron and AD are still themselves. So it's going to take – what it's going to take for the Lakers to be successful is a good Anthony Davis year, which we haven't seen in quite a while. But that's what it'll take, and I hope that he comes through with it. Um the Nuggets are really interesting. Getting Jamal Murray back and possibly Michael Carter. Am I saying that right? Michael Porter. Sorry. I'm on football. Michael Carter Jr. Michael Porter Jr. Um, if he could come back from that back injury, which is a huge if. I know. This is the whole thing why he slid in the draft because you never know with his health. But if they get him and Jamal Murray back, plus you know Bones Highland getting better, all these other guys, and – I mean, Jokic was good by himself last year. He got the MVP. The only thing I will predict with them is that he will not get another MVP, which, I mean, everybody, I think, knows that. It's unprecedented for a guy to get three in a row. Um, and unless they're winning, like, I feel like it would take 67-plus wins for him to win the MVP. Because if he's if they just have, like, I don't know, a 58-win season, a ho-hum, whatever, and their team is, you know, fairly similar to what they did last year with a few more wins. That's not enough for to overcome voter fatigue to vote for Jokic for another a third MVP in a row. So I will put that prediction down. He's not winning an MVP. 
Um, but uh, they're going to be pretty good. They're going to be way better. So I'm excited to see them in the playoffs uh, with, with Murray back to full strength and, and that team coalescing around Jokic. Because he is damn good, man. Jokic is just so good. Yeah, the rest of the West is kind of up in, up in the air. Um, I don't know what to expect with the addition of Rudy Gobert at the T-Wolves. I don't know what to expect from the departures of uh, Porzingis, and, which I guess we already saw the Mavs kind of without Porzingis, but, um, and without Jalen Brunson, which is way more impactful. Uh, I don't know what to think. I already said about the Lakers. God, the Lakers. The Pelicans were kind of sneaky nice last year, um, and if they have Zion back, they could be great, maybe, but... I don't know how much of that was smoke and mirrors without Zion. And I don't know. We'll see with the Pelicans. There's just a lot of question marks. The Trailblazers theoretically got better. I think they added Jeremy Grant, right? And, oh, and they got GP too. He got a nice little payday. So good for him. Love that guy. Um, but I don't know. I don't know what the Blazers will be this year because they've just kind of been nothing the last few years. And I feel like they're on that same holding pattern. And Dame's already hurt again. So I, I don't know. I don't know about them. And then you have your normal bottom feeders. You have, no offense, but you have your Kings, you have your Thunder, you have your Rockets, you have your Spurs, and then new joining them because they had a fire sale, you have the Jazz. So I don't know. The Kings have kind of a nice roster. I hate to say it, but they kind of do. On paper, they look really good together. They <laughs> they really do. But uh, we'll see if they put it together. That's always been the Kings problem, right? They've had talented rosters before, but they can just not put it together. It's a lot on De'Aaron Fox's shoulders this year, what kind of step he takes in the right or wrong direction. So, And the rest of the teams are clearly just tanking. They're clearly just tanking for Victor Wembanyama, um, this incredible freak of a, I don't know what he is, space monster basketball player that seems to be coming down the pipeline for next year's draft. So we'll see. And the West looks very competitive at the top, but... I don't know. There are, let me count it up. There's like one, two, three, four, four teams that are tanking in the West and the rest of the teams are trying to make the playoffs. We'll see what happens to the Blazers later in the season. They could easily sink into a tanking team if, if injuries go poorly for them. Um, that's, that's like what? 12 teams then fighting for eight playoff spots. That's going to be tough. It's gonna be it's gonna be a dogfight at the bottom. You know the Warriors and the Nuggets and probably the Clippers, I would guess, are gonna be up there. And then I guess it's the T Wolves and I didn't talk about the Grizzlies either. Um they're kinda in that next tier with the Mavericks. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. The West is gonna be interesting. It'll be loaded. It'll be a lot of fun nights. Um in the East, the Celtics, I said, were as I said earlier, had the highest win total projection. Um They'll be good even without their coach. I mean, they're just a great team. They just fit well together. They're good. Um, we'll see. We'll see how their interim coach handles things. The Bucks are right behind them. One win less on the, the over-under projection here by Vegas Insider at 52.5. They would be my pick for the best record um, if Giannis is healthy, if everybody's healthy, right? Because that's really all that ever slows the Bucks down. Giannis is amazing. In my opinion, he's the best player in the league, bar none. Like, he's just a force. And you saw it like all last playoffs when he didn't have Middleton and he basically almost beat the Celtics by himself. So <laughs> yeah, uh, he's a force. He's my pick for MVP. I think it's time for another Greek freak MVP. We, we need to get this guy more than two MVPs. Um, 
And I think the league knows that and saw what he did in the playoffs and last year by himself and is like, yeah, this guy's the best. So if he just has a really good, like he will, I mean, he'll have an amazing statistical season and the Bucks win, let's say 57 games. Yeah, he'll get it. Um, we already talked about the Nets. I guess the Sixers are the the other biggest offseason story I didn't talk about because the whole Harden stuff, taking less money to build up the team, getting P.J. Tucker is a great addition, I think, for the toughness of the team. I don't know. The Sixers always feel like they have a great team on paper, and then they just never put it together. And I think Vegas kind of feels the same. They're projected for 50 and a half wins, which is low if you consider their talent. But, uh, yeah, are they going to be healthy the whole year? What kind of Harden are we getting? Uh, yeah, does this team infight? Is Doc Rivers really a good coach? I think not, but uh, I don't know. There's a lot of <laughs> there's just a lot of question marks this year. It's weird because there's so much talent. There is so much talent in this league. Like even the starters for some of these trash teams, um, like you know the Rockets, for example, they have some young, exciting players. They got Sengun. They got Jalen. They got like young, exciting dudes, and and they're gonna be trash. They're gonna be like the second worst team in the league, maybe. So I don't know. Yeah. The Thunder have a bunch of good players, and they're gonna be bad. The Magic are probably gonna be at the bottom of the East standings, maybe. Um, I feel like in the East, there's really only one team that is clearly tanking, and that's the Pacers. As soon as they trade their guys, they want to be in the Wembenyama sweepstakes, and uh, yeah, they have no upside for this year. Um, but they will win games if they don't get rid of Turner and Heald. So, uh, yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, so we'll see. Those guys are probably on the move at some point this year. But other than that, I don't think anyone's like obviously tanking because the Magic have some young good guys. They could be better. The Pistons obviously want to. I mean, Cade's amazing. I love Cade. He's one of my favorite up and coming players. Um, yeah, the Hornets will probably be pretty trash. Actually, they'll be pretty bad. They had. God, I didn't talk about their offseason. Um, with yeah, I don't even want to talk about the the dude that hit everybody. Um, but yeah, that dude sucks. Uh, you you can look up what happened with them in the off season. But basically, they they lost their leading scorer because he was a yeah really bad person. And uh, yeah, they're gonna be returning not a very loaded. I mean, their best player is Lamelo. Gordon Hayward's still there, I guess, but. He might be a trade candidate because they have like nothing beyond those two guys. It's just those two guys. They had Miles Bridges. Oh, I said his name, um, but he's gone. Uh, and that vacates their leading scorer from last year. So I don't really know what that team is. They're probably tanking. Uh, but yeah, the rest of that middle section of the East, they could all be fighting for playoff spots. The Wizards, the Bulls, the Raptors are projected for 45 and a half wins. And I kind of feel like they're nicer than that. Like they're, they're loaded. They're, I mean, like every year, I guess their whole team is six, eight switchable dudes and Van Vliet, but uh, I don't know. They're great. Uh, I love how they play. Nick Nurse is a great coach. I I feel like they might be in the top echelon of the East this year, just because they're, they're so talented. And I don't know. Siakam had an amazing run at the end of last season. And if he does that for the full season, my God, look out. Like they're going to be insane. The Knicks added Brunson, who is exactly what they needed. Uh, you might get sticker shock at his price, you know, 25 mil a year. But 
He's a point guard. He's a solid, good point guard. He's not going to be a superstar. So if they're expecting him to come in and score 25 a night, that's not going to happen. That's not who he is. He doesn't ball dominate and just lift you through games. But he's going to give you a steadying point guard presence, finally. And the Knicks have needed that. for. I mean, they've been getting by with, like, RJ Barrett having to play point guard for them essentially, or, you know, the corpse of Derrick Rose. So like they finally got their point guard. It was expensive, but in today's day and age, you just got to pay the guy. You know, there's like a free agent signing tax basically of, of 10% that you got to pay on top of what the guy probably should be paying, uh, being paid. Sorry. So I like their move. I like their move to bring them in. Um, and I, I like their team. They fits a little bit better this year. So they should be fighting. They should be much better. Um, I don't know. It's going to be a great year this year. I'm looking forward to a lot of this. And yeah, I realized that I have gone 41 minutes by myself. Okay, it might be less than that because I'm going to have to edit out some of the, the pauses I took when I was looking up some stuff. Pulling back the curtain there for a sec. But uh, yeah, basically, like, I guess 35 minutes by myself, um, which is it's a lot of time. So I think I'm just going to end it there. We'll talk about predictions uh, for this year with Jake and Jerome when they're on the pod and we'll talk about, you know, storylines that they want to talk about. I'm sure they have a bunch of stuff they want to, they want to discuss because so much stuff happened this year. It's insane. This off season, I should say, and is going to happen this year. So yeah, I don't know. This season's going to be crazy. It's going to be great. I'm excited to talk basketball again. We're hopefully going to be a regular schedule. We'll be dropping we haven't really decided maybe Saturday night we'll be dropping the pod or Sunday morning during football. You can just lazily listen to it when you're watching football, I guess. Um, I don't know. We'll see. We'll, we'll figure it out. But yeah, excited to be back, throwing up bricks, back on the podcast. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. It's going to be a great season. My predictions, just to end the pod here on a on a bold prediction note. Uh, this is not so bold. I think that the uh, the Bucks are going to win the East, right? I also think, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm going to pull the trigger. I think the Warriors are going to win the West. I know that their the record of Finals winning teams in the season after is a little hit or miss in terms of their record. Sometimes they go for it, sometimes they don't. So we'll see with them. But they just have so much talent. Uh, my other pick would be Denver, actually, because I just like. I like them getting healthy and all the additions they make that way to their team. And obviously, you know, Jokic is amazing. So yeah. And uh, I guess it's pretty bold, but if the Lakers don't get rid of Russ, they will miss the playoffs for sure. And if they do get rid of Russ, they have a shot. So we'll see their, their fate kind of hinges on that. He just, uh, I'm not saying he's an unusable player at this stage of his career, but he doesn't fit on this roster. He just doesn't. We saw that all last year. I don't know why people are still trying to fit the square peg into a round hole. It doesn't make sense. Stop doing it. Just stop. <laughs> it's hurting my soul to watch this basketball. It's going to hurt my soul tonight to watch this basketball if I have to watch Russell Westbrook on the floor with this team. Good Lord. We're going to get run off the floor tonight, by the way. The Warriors are going to lay the smack down on us. But that's all right. That's all right because basketball's back, and I love it. I love it, baby. I love watching basketball. Um, but yeah, yeah. And I, I guess here's my bold prediction. It's not that bold. It's definitely in the realm of possibilities for the team, but I just think the nets are going to implode. They are, they're just, they're like kindling for the fire, right? They, 
you just know that a stray spark catches them and the whole thing's going up in flames and I'm betting on the flames because wherever Kyrie goes there is smoke and where there's smoke there's fire it's going up this year and uh yeah all right that's enough for me good little intro we'll see you this weekend with Jake and Jerome and more basketball content so thanks for listening throwing up breaks back season not really sure two two and a half three three and a half i don't know i don't really know where we're at but we're back for the 2022 2023 nba season let's go see you later